Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Empire Podcast. This is the place where you can find business and career strategies, techniques, and real-life success journeys of individuals who have built businesses to the million-dollar revenue mark and beyond. I'm Jacqueline Hernandez, life coach and business development consultant. I have worked with startups, Fortune 100 companies, network marketing, direct sales organizations, churches, nonprofits, and government agencies, all to become the authority experts in their industry, lead with people, and scale their revenue. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Entrepreneurial Empire. Here we go. We have a guest speaker today. Okay, this guest speaker is just a phenomenal individual, entrepreneur to every length, to every extent. I mean, this gentleman has literally created so much wealth, but not only wealth in a finance way, but also wealth in an abundant family way and every type of wealth that you can possibly think about. And we're going to hear about his journey and how he created this success going from, you know, point A to point B. And this gentleman, he's going to even tell us where he's going right now. So even things are constantly in the works for him. He never stops. So exciting with his great energy. And we're going to hear from him today. Guest speaker today, we got Miguel Garrido. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Jacqueline, for that introduction. That's amazing. And I'm glad to be on this podcast. And what you're doing is powerful. And so anything that I could do to help, you know, push the needle forward and 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 work together, I think is special. So thank you for having me on this podcast. Awesome. So Miguel, how long have we known each other for now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna age the both of us, even though you look young still. Um, I would say, wow, probably what, around 15 years? Yes, 15 years. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. We both look the same though. <laughs> I hope so. I hope everybody could attest to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's been it's been amazing too the way we met and and staying in communication. I think that's also powerful in itself. Awesome. Well, today we're going to talk about you. We're going to just dive right in. I want to hear about your journey. I mean, I've been watching your success along the years. 15 years is a long time to see someone's journey and just how it all evolves and just the the things that you're doing are just so powerful, not just in your own life and your family's life, but just to everybody around you, your friends, your family, everybody is just a part of your success. And I just, I personally love that when you are winning, not just for you, but for everybody. So tell us how you got started as an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you, I'll try to do my best to give you the short version, but um, I think for me, it's the journey of being uh, a first generation Mexican American, right? And um, being the first of my family, being my parents and and their 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 siblings and and their friends and pretty much their entire uh, family. It, I was I was the first one to come over here. Uh, in the United States be born here. So that I think that was an obstacle to begin with, right? But more importantly, just having the right guidance with them and exposure, I would say, right? Those those were important facets, but also the faith and the example um, led me to, you know, become the person that I am today. And so getting to see my parents learn the economy and 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 be first time home buyers in the United States and um build our family from the ground up literally um i think i was just always a a curious kid where i paid attention to all the small details and so uh, i i got to pay, pay attention to my father's way of the way he worked with people right the way he treated people and and the way his mind worked and then i saw my mom's work ethic as well and her commitment to her family and commitment to uh, giving us values and morals. So I think the foundation, in a way, I would say I was a privileged kid because um, a lot of children, unfortunately, don't have a lot of those tools and resources that I did. So I think even though I was a first generation Mexican American, I was able to uh, cultivate and really um, utilize a lot of those skill sets and values that were, were brought on to me. And so as an adult, I realized real quickly 
the value of of time and and how um, I could either be building somebody else's dreams or I could help in building my own dreams. And so, although that sounds amazing to a lot of people, right? <laughs> that, was, that was gold right there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people they've heard that saying before, and. I'll tell you what, it's a lot easy, it's a lot easier said than done, right? Because when you say, yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna work for nobody. But here's the thing, everybody has different journeys, right? And and not everybody's entrepreneurial journey is the same. And so for me, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have both of my parents. My father was an entrepreneur businessman. My mom was an accountant, but a housewife by trade. And so I was able to pay attention to all those nuances that really have continued to help me out to this day. And so um, when I realized that I wanted to control a little bit of more of my time and and pour into myself, that's, that's pretty much when my mindset changed. And so um, at 22 years of age, I dropped out of school, of college, and, and I'm not proud of it, right? Again, everybody has their own journey, but um, school at the time wasn't my journey. And so I, I, I had the opportunity to open up my first one bar restaurant in San Antonio, Texas. And we had that for about six years. And um, I got to understand how business works, right? And, and, and how things are transactional. And so from there, I started really to becoming a sponge. And so I think that's important, right? When you're, when you're growing up and you're passionate about something or you wanna be a millionaire or you wanna be an athlete, whatever you wanna do, I think it's important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and and people that you can learn from. And so I I started doing that at a really young age. Started hanging around with people like yourself too. And and we'll get into that conversation of how you and I met. But you know, when you start getting across people that have goals and have mindsets and have values, um, that starts, you know, feeding off off of your own beliefs. And so that helped out tremendously. And so we sold the restaurant and then I got into the networking space, which is really cool. And I think um, that's how you and I met, right? And so the next thing that I learned real quickly, um, b besides being a good salesperson or, or, or being a good leader or whatnot, or part of being a good leader is, is having the right mindset, right? And so um, I always tell people this, and this is what I've learned um, I think at the around the time that you and I um, met was, you know, always start with the end in mind and in whatever you're doing, that doesn't mean your entire life, right? You don't have to try to plan out your entire life. But as far as your goals, like if your goal is to own a certain business, then what does that business look like at the end of the race or at the top of the mountain? And if that makes you happy and fulfills your heart and your need, and more importantly, your why, right? The reason why you're doing things yes. and who you're doing things for, then you can climb to that mountaintop and you can reach that goal. And then you start a new one. And so uh, I think mindset is mind. important. Yeah, keep the why in mind. And and so the mindset is 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 such a powerful thing, right? Because it's like a, a, a it's a, literally a roller coaster. Sometimes it just Yes. takes control of you or or you can take control of the ride and just kind of smile along the way the ups and downs and and understand that you know it's going to be fun at the end when the ride is over <laughs> so okay so you started a bar and you had that bar for six years then what did you move on to what did you escalate to after the bar yeah um you know I realized when when I started the bar, all, obviously my goals were oriented around the bar, making it as successful as possible, and uh, and we did that. And at least in my opinion, we we came out on Us Weekly as the top one hundred uh, nightclubs in the United States. Wow. Eva Eva Longoria and Tony Parker got engaged in in our venue. Wow. And we and we we had all types of like politicians and just people show up, and so. Um, it was special because I was around so many different types of people, but I realized real quickly that that industry just wasn't for me, right? It just, again, going back to time and then thinking of the end in mind and understanding that it was kind of like pause and repeat. It was the same story. And for me, I wasn't passionate about that. So when we sold it, 
it did give me time to realize, to start paying attention to the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I'm good at. But along the way, life happens, right? And so uh, that's the time that we, my wife and I, um, at the time we were just boyfriend and girlfriend, we had our first daughter and um, Mariah and I was 28 years old and I needed to really come up with a good game plan that I felt could <laughs> um propel us and do the things that we are doing today right and so yeah. when she was born she gave she gave her along with my wife were my reason why at, at that moment and so you you start thinking of money right the very first thing you start thinking is like i need to start paying for bills and so for most people it's that right it's like how could we even begin to live our dreams if we got to just pay what's in front of our our yeah. face right like yeah. these utility bills and so um just speaking to people around me you know my mother um my brother my sister some of my good close friends you know um that made up a big portion of the direction that i wanted to go to and so i had to be more precise with my time management and what i was going to pour myself into and so um, the next company that we opened that we started was a company called Nationwide Merchants, and it's uh, a credit card uh, processing company that, uh -huh. we still have, that we still have till the day. And um, that helped me understand a lot of great things, right, that even today we're still using, which is the power of uh, doing business online um, and the power of the type of financial resource that you're actually using or the way you're making money. And, and for me, that was residual income. Yes, and yes so, definitely. Yeah. Residual income is awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, once you, once you understand the power of residual income and what it could do for you as far as free up your time and, um, and how you can grow that and multiply that, then you can start really tapping into um, your other passions, right? And so we went from nationwide merchants to having like our first couple clients to uh, now we have a little bit over 500 uh, different wow. uh, merchants or, or small businesses. And so um, that was cool. And it's still cool, right? Because to me, I think when people ask me, well, you're an entrepreneur, but what do you do? Right? And I tell people, <laughs> I, I tell people I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the, the people helping people business yes. because my mindset real it changed to, you know, these people also have bills and families and dreams and aspirations. So I started changing my mindset to it being transactional for me to have in relationships with a lot of my clients. And even though they're professional relationships, I still took time out of the day to ask them how their family were, how they're doing and their overall uh, mental health, their physical health, and just got to know a little bit more of the people that we were doing so many transactions with, right? Yeah. And so that, that helped me uh, open up to another business that we still have today. And we opened up a company called Providers Elite Services. And what do you and do with Providers Elite Services? Providers Elite Services uh, is a medical consulting ancillary company in which we uh, provide um, medical programs that are going to improve patient care and patient outcome and also um, potentially drive in additional revenue for these private practices. Wow. So the way I got in the way I got into that space, um, again, was through networking, right? I, I think I keep using like certain networking terminologies. Is definitely yeah. a king here. <laughs> Net networking relationships. And so from that, I, when we were doing the merchant service business, we got to meet a lot of people in a lot of industries, right? Yeah. And one of the industries was the medical industry where we, we uh, serviced a, a group of different doctors and, and those doctors invited me to a, a house party for Christmas. And um, the question was asked, have you ever thought about getting into the medical industry? And, you know, with being, having no experience in, <laughs> in the medical industry and only, you know, finishing two years of college, um, you know, I, 
I kind of I kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, you know, I don't know much. I was honest. I said I don't know much about it. Um, but if you're asking me, I'm asking you, why are you asking me? And they were like, well, you know, you're good at what you do. You're great at building relationships. And there's a ton of money that you can make. And there's a tons of lives that you can impact. And so those two things caught my attention real quickly. And so, you know, we, we learned the business from, from the ground up, you know, we, I, I became a student of it. I'm still a student of it. I'm still a sponge around people that know more than me or that are in different aspects or industries in the medical industry. And so, um, you know, my wife will tell you if you get to speak with her later, um, you know, I was, I wasn't sleeping and I was just excited about the opportunity to get into that space. And so I learned it and, you know, we, we've done well in the space. And so now, now that company has been around for eight years now. I have to say right here. Okay. This is so wild. And it goes back to what you said a sec well, earlier on in the conversation is like, it's one thing to say or wish that you want to be a millionaire or want to make a ton of money. Um, but it's a whole different ballgame when you actually have to put in the action. And you just said right now you weren't sleeping. You know, your wife could definitely be like, yep, he was not sleeping. <laughs> I can vouch. Um, and so a lot of effort and, and work has to go into building these businesses. Now, let me ask you, when you started, because this is now three companies in, right? So you have the restaurant, you have the, um, what is it? The transaction? The, the merchant service. Merchant service. And then now medical, I mean, all across the board, these are three wildly different uh, industries, right? And so you had to learn these things. What would you tell an entrepreneur that's starting? Because the medical thing, I mean, that's something totally out of your, your realm in that moment, right? Yeah. What would you tell an entrepreneur that's like, God, I really have this great idea. I know it could take off. There's some great money involved in it. How, where do you start? You know, like, how do you even begin to, what are the tools that you need to learn that and, you know, and to grow in it and to actually make it successful? Because I think that's like the key thing here is like, you can get something started and you see a lot of people start things, but then it just never takes off the way that it should. Right. So what is your, how do you close the gap on getting it to take off? Sure. Um, Great, great question. You know, I think there's there's a there's a lot to that question, um, and I'm I'm trying to put all the answers together. But I think I think when you, for for instance, when you see that like you want to open up a cake shop or even a restaurant, right? I think it's it's to do that. We we are in a world where we can connect with people so easily, and I think it's a it's a tool that's being underutilized tremendously, and oh, the. Oh and the type of resources that are readily available online. When we, when I first started, and I know when you started, these tools weren't available. And so what I would say is that if you don't know anybody in your immediate circle, maybe ask somebody that knows somebody, right? There's something called the six degrees of separation. Um, that's also powerful because within six people, you're pretty much connected to everybody in the world. You just don't know, you don't know it, but, if you use that method and say you want to go into the bar business, I know plenty of successful people that own bars and they do it the right way that I would reach out and take them out to lunch, to dinner, you know, buy them, buy them that lunch and dinner and really like, you know, pick dig into, brain. yeah, pick their brains and, and, and ask them the everything, the pros and the cons and why they're doing it and what their game plan is and all that and see if that matches what your long-term vision is you know and so i would say that's that's number one because i think as entrepreneurs so many times we have the right skill sets as far as like our energy as far as the way we're open to talking to people but we get into the wrong industries that just don't fit who we are as people as our character and so a lot of times it looks great, like speaking from experience, the bar industry looks great. And I'm not saying I, I, I didn't have fun or I wasn't successful, but I think I would do, th do things differently if I knew what I knew now, right? Yes. Um, and so 
educating yourself around that industry, around that, around that product or service or business that you want to do, I think is important. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little nugget of advice that was given to me just last week from a, a, a very influential, powerful, successful businessman that had came to visit me from Florida. And he owns a, a very successful biologic company uh, that's also in the medical space. And he's a bit older than me. And I was kind of asking him some of these questions you're asking me now, right? And 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 because I like to pick people's brains. And so one of two things that he told me that have stuck with me today. And in, and I asked him, I said, Well, how did you know to get into that space of biologics and 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 what what has it done for you? And he, and, he, and this was his answer. He goes, well, I look at two things when I go into a business. I look at the the longevity of it. Is it is it something that is sustainable in any economy? And I thought that was so powerful because during COVID, a lot of restaurants and bars were closed down. Yeah. And I thought I thought, wow, I was just in that industry a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right. But during that time period, my company did the best that it has ever done. And so I, I correlated that that answer to my experience, which I thought was very powerful. And he said, so I look at that. I look at the longevity. Is it is it a long game? And he goes, let me tell you why. Because he goes, you could always make more money, but you can't buy more time. And so if you're going to be investing your whole who you are and all of your energy, your money and everything, sacrificing sleep, sacrificing time from your friends, your wife, your husband, et cetera, then you better be at least positive that this thing can last. So that was that was the first thing that he gave me. And then the second thing he gave me, which I thought was even more pow powerful than the first answer was, was, is it something that can operate without you? Oh, oh my God. The most valuable thing, like anybody can tell an entrepreneur because that is something that I wholeheartedly believe in. I'm like, I've worked with so many different startups and companies. And the one thing that I've always asked these CEOs is like, can this run without you? Like if you were plucked out of this, would it be successful? Would it generate money? Or does it need you as a component? Because if it does, how scalable can that be? How Not only how scalable can it be, you can't even like sell it if you wanted to because you'd have to be a part of it. <laughs> For sure. So For powerful. sure. Yeah, no, you're, and you're right. And that's why I love what you're doing because, you know, I think having that mindset and understanding of of how you can leverage what you built and how hopefully if if you run it correctly and 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 have the right foundation that if you were to get in a car accident god willing you don't but if anybody were to get in an accident where you were to lose your life and not be here tomorrow would everything that you poured into it would it be able to run and continue to oh, to help God. out your family and 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 reap the benefits of what you built so I thought I thought those things were were powerful, and so I think those two things I would I would say to all the entrepreneurs is whether you're 16 years old or you know 66 years old, um, you know, still think with the end in mind and think is this something that I can leverage, and it could still run successfully with or without me. So I thought that was pretty powerful. That is so powerful. I love that. Um, sure. You know, and I just really it makes me think also too. How, now, working through and building these three companies, did you ever use social media to be a driving marketing piece for any of these companies? Sure. Um, you know, not in the sense that most people think, like in the sense of like, let's let's do let's do like an advertising boost on Instagram or Facebook. No, because my 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 type of line of work is a little bit more personable and um you need to be kind of face to face and build that that trust right and be able to answer a lot of questions on the go and so i never took that approach with um this company that i'm in now um, providers elite services 
um, just because I knew it was a different realm. I knew that my my client was the doctors, right, the providers, and so the the way they communicate is a little bit different than most people communicate on social media, you know. But I would I what I did utilize was on social media was being able to reach out and kind of um, give them a little bit of information via their inbox, right, and to kind of okay. pique their interest. Or I would get a referral from, for example, someone like yourself. And I would say, hey, Jacqueline referred me. Um, I know I know she knows you. She's talked highly about you. And then I would hit them with a PM, like a private message, you know. And so th from, from those aspects, I've certainly utilized it since the beginning from when Facebook was the only social media that we had. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's, it's very powerful. That is that I love what you said right there because that brings it back to what you've been saying this whole time. The theme is networking, really building those relationships and having those connections and being able to build that rapport with people that they trust you and believe in you. And, you know, when you're bringing new opportunities or introducing new people, they want right. to be involved, you know, and that's so powerful. So it's, I feel like that's more powerful when you do it in a DM versus just blasting everything out there on social media right because it's like that's very impersonal you're just letting people know what's going on but when you have like a personal private message with somebody it's like hey i see this in you and i i would love to work with you you know it's that personal invitation so love that sure and I, let me just add one thing to it that i think i think a lot of people are gonna appreciate so like um you know, it, I think social media, just like anything else, it, it, it gets oversaturated pretty quickly. Yes. And so you have to do things that other people are not willing to do for you to have the success that you want to have. And, and so what does that mean? That means that, like, it's simple to just to, like, PM somebody and be like, hey, can you do this for me? But I think, and I call this the slow drip, right? So I think when you have people in that you want to approach or that you respect or that you want to work with or want to learn from right but they're no they're not in your direct line of communication then what you do is you slow drip on them you know when they when they put when they post a comment or they post something on their social media comment on it right i think as entrepreneurs we make the mistake to just automatically go for the kill like yeah like we go and we see the pretty girl in the club. We, she walks in and we're we're after her and we're attacking her like sharks. Yeah. And that doesn't work. <laughs> and so, but if you slow drip. People like you to beat the nest, Miguel. <laughs> exactly. So what, what slow drip means is just cultivate the relationship. Even if it's from the exterior, eventually right. it will become the interior. And so in social media, we're just so quick to like, message someone comment on this and really not get to know who they are and and for them to get to know who we are and i think when when you put in the time and energy with the right people then you're going to see a lot of outcome for sure okay i love what you said Let, you know bring it all to where we're at now you talked about surrounding yourself with the right people learning your industry making sure it's a good fit for you you know really that key advice that you just offered up right now is just making sure that industry can be around and survive the test of time and also positioning yourself where if you are extracted from that situation or that business that it can still operate without you. Oh my gosh. Words of wisdom right there. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> Networking is king. You got to get in the right circles. And how do you, how do you maneuver yourself into those right circles, Miguel? Yeah, that's, you know, I think you, you, in order for you to become the person that you want to become, you you have to learn that failure is part of the process. That's like, you have to just understand that it, it just comes with it. And so what does that mean? I think you can recall certain instances where I probably thought of myself more highly than I was as far as the knowledge that I had maybe at the time when network marketing you have to believe in yourself that you're going to get there and that you're going to become that person, even though you're not that person at that moment. And you have to understand that you will always constantly becoming something different, right? Growing into your purpose, I call it, right? Mm -hmm. So 
with that being said, you 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 have to take risk, and so risk in, involves you know putting gas in your car when you don't have that much, you know, it's between gas and a meal, right? But you know, but you know, maybe that if you pour, if you put gas in your car and you go to the right people, they, they might have some more derbs that they might be <laughs> offering at the network event. And so you just, you, you sneak off to the side and eat, and then you go and you utilize the rest of your time to network. And I think that's the most important thing is like, if you really want to go do it, and you want to chase your dreams and chase your goals, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, I love that. Do you think that a lot of people, um, well, a lot of you know, startup companies, no matter what business it is, it is a big, it's a difference between putting yourself in an uncomfortable position and, and growing and stretching to become what you wanna be, you know, and just really, being in that uncomfortable position, like networking, maybe you're not a social person, but that could be the difference of your business flourishing because you're meeting, you know, better contacts. Yeah. You know, that's a great question for, for me. My personality trait is like, I think I was talking when I was in the womb, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, that's a, that's a characteristic type of trait. I think that's a great question for someone like my wife. I'll kind of answer it for her, but I think that'd be good to ask her if you get to interview her, but she's a introvert and she, um, a very smart, genuine down to earth introvert. In other words, when, when she can get to talking, she will move your heart and your emotions better than most people can. And what I've seen from her as of late, from when we started this nonprofit, her being the founder of the nonprofit, is I saw her become uncomfortable with having to speak to people, right? And so that's not something that she's ever done her whole life. It's not something that she grew up with parents, seeing her parents do that, no. And so it's been special watching her go from, uh, potential relationship to relationship in the nonprofit space and and her just being herself. I think when you can become yourself and just kind of break out of that shell, it's it's powerful the type of results that you can that you could bring about about. So you know, again, it, it, I understand that more people are fearful than others. That's okay. As long as you go and do it, right? When you when you go do it every single time, you're gonna get better and better and better. And so that would be my recommendation is just give it a shot until you become good at it. And even though those butterflies will never go away, actually people will be like, man, you're actually really good at it, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I love that. Wow, such great, great things that were talked about here. And I, I have to ask about your kids now. So I know you have three kids. And it's kind of like, I feel like there's this generational trend, right? So your parents were entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur, your kids literally have never experienced like nine to five hood in their lives, right? Like their parents are not, their grandparents are not. What do you think your, what do you think your kids are going to be? Are they going to be entrepreneurs? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's an amazing question. You know, um, it, I don't know what what I would want from them as a parent, right? This is my parent hat talking. <laughs> it's just it's just for them to be um, good people and and for them to find uh, self fulfillment and to be able to serve, right? I think those three things um, are important to me more than more than them making uh, a ton of money or um, you know following in my footsteps. I think. I think what I plan to teach them and hope, hopefully my wife and I are teaching them at the moment is that, um, you know, all your decisions matter, right? And they all have uh, consequences, your choices and your decisions have consequences. And so every decision and choice that you make is telling you, telling yourself of how you want to live in your life. And so um, being an entrepreneur, I think they've seen that. They've seen that. It gives you the ability to really try to become the best version of yourself. It gives you the opportunity to pour into others. It gives you the opportunity financially um, to 
serve in a, in a grander stage um, and to serve your family and your friends, right? And then of course, the time freedom, right? Being yeah. able to, the times that we get to spend with them is invaluable. I think for them, they don't realize it just yet because one of them is 14 and then the other one is nine and then we have a five-year-old. So I, I, I don't think they understand um, these important details just yet. But I think our example is more important than the words that we can tell them. So, you know, hopefully our example, yeah, hopefully our example is, is going to inspire them just like my parents' example inspired myself. You know, my, both my brother and my sister are very successful in their own rights and, and, and they're very creative and, and intelligent people as well. And, you know, they're, they're not entrepreneurs, but they still do a lot a lot of shaking and moving and they do really well for their families and so i think it's 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 more centered towards just finding your happiness is is, okay. is to me what i i want to teach to them for sure yeah i love that now in your time of you know starting from where you started to now did you ever feel a sense of like that things weren't going to take off did you ever doubt yourself or you know maybe feel like this this isn't going to move. I don't know what I'm doing here. Or did you ever feel like giving up? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know, for me personally, I, I, I think a lot of people, they, they go through that, those, those spells for sure. Um, speaking to a lot of other entrepreneurs and friends that own businesses, they definitely, I, for me, it was different because circling back to being first generation Mexican-American, both of my parents being born in Mexico, I felt like they had done too much for me to be selfish enough to even have that thought in my mind to give up. And so I always looked at it like I'm going to succeed no matter what. And so it's not saying that it's not saying that I didn't have moments of despair or that I didn't cry, or that I felt like a failure. No, I, I mean, all those emotions for sure creeped into my mind. But ultimately, I always knew that, again, starting with the end in mind, I said, you know, if I'm gonna, my wife will tell you the story. You know, when we first met, I had told her when I moved from El Paso to San Antonio to start the bar. I, I had was very clear with her, I told her, you know, you're such a beautiful person and you're an amazing talented woman like are you sure you want to be with someone like me that is just going to be out being an entrepreneur and never working for anybody are you sure you want that type of roller coaster ride cuz i i think there's a million men that would want to marry you now yeah and her answer was no like I'm okay with being with you and and chasing those goals and dreams together. And so um, from that moment, it was like, you know, you have to plant your flag and and understand that there's gonna be those storms that are gonna come in into your life. And you can either decide to run away from the storm and complain about the storm, or you can run into the storm and embrace because what's gonna happen is the fear is going to go away and then the storm will pass. It'll go somewhere else and then the sun will come out and then that's where you experience the growth. And so, yeah. That is so <laughs> awesome. I love this. Yeah. You know, and I love what you said right there. I think a lot of entrepreneurs just in like my conversations with different people that, you know, have started startups and gone public and, you know, just have all these different things going on in their life. The one thing that I, I hear that is the common theme though, is like, they were set from the very beginning that this is what I want to do. This is where my future is going. And any partner, like you have to know that up front because that's where I'm going. And I don't know if you're going to be wanting to be a part of this bumpy ride because it's going to buckle up, baby, because it's going to get rough. <laughs> yeah it does get rough and it does get rough and you know there's so, so many topics to go along that journey because i think uh mental health is 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 certainly a topic that is not discussed enough under 
amongst entrepreneurs and business owners. I think there's so much weight in our shoulders. And I think the weight even gets bigger once you actually become successful and the type of responsibility that you hold. And so I think mental health is important, is, is an important topic for us to talk about maybe some other time. But definitely. Yeah. And I I bring I bring it up because a, along the journey you do lose yourself and and, and 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 you go crazy thinking about um the shoulda coulda would have right and so but you have to get you have to get up and say okay i got to improve i got to i got to make sure it's it's there's a saying right um don't change the goal change the plan right and so yeah. and so if you see that your plan isn't working and and again going back to like picking the industry and 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 looking at it from a marathon point of view um then you got to change up the plan right so you can get to the goal still and so yeah you got you got to go all guns blazing and just um believe until you make it mm -hmm. definitely i know my i know my honey can attest to that he's yeah. like he's an engineer so everything's like logical and i'm like he's like you know after all these years now he's like okay i'm good whatever you're doing we're good but for yeah, sure in the beginning it was bumpy for him <laughs> it, it is it is but it's it's beautiful to, to do it with somebody because you you do you do get that support right yes so, definitely yeah. okay yeah. so now we're going to talk about right now what's going on yeah. right now i know i think we want to go grab wendy for this <laughs> yeah I do. Do do we need to press pause or should should I? Um, is there a pause button or no? Yeah, there's a pause button. Hold on, really. Pause button. No. All right. So Miguel was able to go and find Wendy, and we're going to talk about their what they're doing right now, which is their nonprofit, and this is so exciting. So we talked about Miguel's success in three different businesses, three different industries, and how he's mastered it. And now he's taking on with his wife and their partnership. Talk about a power couple. That's them right there. Talk about <laughs> hashtag goals right here. You're looking at it. So Wendy, tell us about your nonprofit. Yes. Hi. Well, you know, uh, not our nonprofit is called Candy Seed. And uh, it means a lot of things to me. But, you know, planting seed is what it implies. It's literally, you know, planting seeds into our community. Um, El Paso is full of talent, uh, hardworking people, a lot of entrepreneurs, and a lot of young, talented, you know, athletes and artists uh, that, you know, we want to help empower them. We want to help them um, with mentorship, with guidance, with leadership. Um, we just, not just that, but, you know, if anyone's going through a difficult time, we want to rally out that support from the community and just build them up and let them know that they're not by themselves. Um, just last weekend, you know, we did a bone marrow registry drive and we did that for a close friend of mine. Her name is Karina Hernandez. Uh, she actually, she's had cancer for five years and she's requiring a bone marrow transplant. So we did that drive for her rallied up the community and help you know do a drive and and so that's what it's about this weekend we're doing um a meet and greet with a uh, usa team boxer kayla gomez she's an old native of Pasoan, and uh, you know she's only 19 years old and uh, you oh, know she's gonna go to the olympics next year oh my gosh how old is she she's 19. wow and she's going to the olympics next year and you guys yes. are out there supporting her Yes, no, you know, we want to make sure that the community is aware that we have her, you know, representing El Paso. So we want to, you know, build that awareness, that support, help her also, you know, with sponsorships, donations, because it's, I mean, she's only 19. Her family's been supporting her, just her mom and her grandmother. So we want to be able to help her out. That's awesome. I love this. So just doing your community um, outreach and bringing your community together to support, you know, definitely things that are needed, supporting this young gal, 19 years old, going to the Olympics and just making sure people know and are aware that you guys have a superstar in El Paso. Exactly. Yes. That is yeah. awesome. And if I could add, so, you know, the, the goal for the nonprofit is to, is to serve 
uh, all of the Latin and Hispanic communities across the United States eventually, you know? Wow. Uh, my wife and I being both from El Paso, Texas and being first uh, first time uh, Mexican-American uh, children of immigrants, right? Is, is pretty powerful to be able to give back into our community. And so one of the reasons that um, my wife had thought about building this nonprofit was, and she could speak a little bit more about it, was because of her experience with um, working with uh, CPS. Yes, I was a caseworker um, for the Department of Texas. And, uh, you know, I worked a lot with a lot of families that, you know, just under-resourced, underprivileged in the education system, and just financially, um, you know, they, we were involved, but they didn't necessarily you know, need us to be involved. They just lacked a lot of resources, mentorship and guidance. And, you know, I miss doing all of that work, but, you know, there's a lot of limitations with, you know, with the government on in what we can do. Yeah, what, what can be provided. So, um, you know, I had this in, I've had this in my heart for a while. Um, I mean, I love helping <laughs> Miguel. He, he's, a, he's a, wow, I can't wait to see what you look like when you get start getting paid when you start making money because you're motivated and i'm like i don't know you know i thank god for the opportunity uh that i you know i feel it's my purpose and uh i i thank god that you know i'm, I'm in this position because i i really love serving i think that's the best person to be in and um in a nonprofit. is somebody that has that passion and you have had all those years of serving in that capacity of being a mentor and protecting, you know, within the CPS system. And I think, you know, you coming into this nonprofit is just like totally not a surprise. You know, this is who you are meant to be and serve in a bigger capacity. And I have no doubt in my mind that you guys are going to take this thing nationwide. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So one of one of the things that I wanted to tell you right now on our earlier conversation when we weren't being recorded was we we are planning to move to San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably within the next year and a half to two years. That's what um, we're, we're we're praying on at the moment, and we're we're seeing if you know the right opportunities and and doors open up for us, which it appears to be, and so. Um, it, it, by doing that, it doesn't mean that we're going to let off the gas here in El Paso because, again, it's a it's a city that's given so much to us and that has gotten us to the point where we're at now. So we're going to continue to come back and, and build in, into the city and but at the same time, uh, open up some new opportunities and, and bless some people in San Antonio as well. Definitely. I can see the need here, too. Um, I don't know what the pulse is in El Paso, but just being here in San Antonio since June and just really having my ear to the ground and eyes open, you really see that need for this nonprofit and being able to help so many people in so many different ways. So they yeah. are going to be so lucky to have you guys out here. Yeah. And you know, it's so crazy. I mean, talk about full circle. I actually started my CPS work in San Antonio. And so to be able to go back and, you know, serve in that community as well would be, it'd be awesome. Yeah, no, that's exciting. And I can't wait. Okay. We're going to have to quantum leap that two years and turn it into like six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. And we do, we do have, we do have two, uh, two upcoming events uh, past the one that my wife just mentioned, the one with Kayla Gomez, we have an entrepreneur event. Uh, that we're going to be doing on April 29th. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, April 28th. Um, <laughs> hopefully that's something that you can attend yourself. Yes. Uh, we'll give you all the details about that. It'd be good to have you in the panel to speak. And yes. then and if you can go to that one, we have another one for you. I'm coming in April. <laughs> which is, which is, which is the, we're going to do a women empowerment event as well. Okay. After, after the entrepreneur event. And so, all the details are in the making, but they're going to be amazing, impactful, impactful. events for mm -hmm. sure. Definitely. I can see everything that you guys put your hands to. It's like the Midas touch. Everything you touch mm -hmm. turns to gold. <laughs> well, we're just, we're just following God's, you know, path, honestly. I mean, we pray on it and if it's for us, we're, we'll do it. You know, if it's oh, in yes. his will. 
I and love this. Okay, so I just want our audience to hear from this right now. You heard this from an entrepreneurial, Wendy, Miguel. They just said it right now. If it's in the path and it's a God's will, we're going to do it. You know, yeah. That's the yeah. entrepreneurial mindset for sure. It's like, we are not restricted by restricted thinking. You know, it's like, whoa, we can make something great out of this. Yes. For sure. I think if, 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 if God's put that, vision in your heart and in your mind it's not it's not for you just to to talk about it but it's for you to be about it you know and so have the courage to step into your greatness and 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 follow your dreams and and take on all the the fears and the challenges and setbacks it's part of it right so yes. we're excited to be doing this together we're extremely blessed for sure well i'm so thankful for you guys jumping on this podcast I know this podcast, this episode itself is going to really impact so many people and, you know, even entrepreneurs that are having those thoughts of maybe giving up or, you know, what to do next or how to, how to move, you know, this episode alone, I feel like had so much going on in it. There's a lot of great information in it, elements of three businesses, nonprofits, supportive, you know, powerful couple right here. So a lot of people into this so i just want to thank everybody for listening here today any last words miguel i'm sorry any last words no i i would just say you know um i'm grateful for your consideration to having us on your your podcast i think we're we're the first ones of many <laughs> and um one where i can prepare <laughs> and and i'd like to give it back to you as well um for the things that you've accomplished and continue to accomplish. You you were uh, one of my mentors in my journey as well. I, I didn't mention that earlier in, in some of the questions that you had asked of me, but I think people like yourself have definitely uh, helped guide and align my mindset to what I'm doing now. I think um, what Wendy and I are a cultivation and an example of when the right people pour into you and, and being surrounded with like-minded people with energy and positivity and high values there's a lot of beautiful things that can stem from that you know so continue to plant those seeds yourself into <laughs> others and thank you for your time as yeah, always thank you thank you very much all right here we go thank you so much for listening to the entrepreneurial empire podcast if you enjoyed this episode do me two solids Subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that others can find this life-changing content that we provide here. This show can be the very difference for someone you might know struggling in their business and we need your help to bring us together. And thank you again for being a part of our entrepreneurial community and for tuning in each and every single week. Until next time, bye for now.